welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I'm your host, Logar the Barbarian. And it's time for Zine Thursday. We usually try to take a look at a different zine every every week on Thursday. Now, this one is perhaps a little bit different because it's not like your saddle stitch. It is print on demand. I picked it up off of uh, Amazon. I believe it was $7.50, $7.50. So if you got Amazon or access to that, it's a reasonably priced zine to pick up. I suggest taking a look at it. Wandering. Jewel Moons, an RPG of adventuring on the edge of the world. And the cover has this neat little, what, what, what sort of art style should I say it is? It looks ancient. <laughs> it looks like some ancient tile type thing from, from, some, from lands long ago. You can hear it, can't you? The siren call of what might be on the lacy border of the known world. Where new and wondrous things, where new and wondrous worlds rise from the primordial foam. What will you find on the edge? Who might you meet? So the system itself seems simple enough. The character creation process they suggest is you come up with a concept. Think of a short sentence or two that encapsulates your character, for example. Hanian learned woodcraft at an early age. So you're going to look at a uh, concept, your attributes are the first two things. And it's 3D6. The attributes in this are body or physical abilities. Alacrity, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. A-L-A-C-R-I-T-Y. Alacrity, which is swiftness and skill, whether mental or physical. And psyche matters the mind and the spirit. You're going to roll 3d6 for those. And then you also get something essence. And you only roll 1d6 for your essence. Those are your four core attributes. You get armor points that start off with zero. Your armor points can be brought up with equipment and everything else. And it gives you your base damages just in general. So, like, if you are armed, your base damage is a 1d6 for melee. And it's 1d4 for ranged. And unarmed damage is just one. Then it gives you traits. So there are mundane traits it starts with. And then there are more exotic traits. The traits are interesting. I, I don't know. I mean, outside of just reading through all of them, giving you an idea of the breadth of the traits. Helping hands. You have a retainer, apprentice, or a similar companion. Average. Two retainers, if minor. Bone Crusher, make a body check to ignore half of target's AP on your next attack. Things like that. Uh, get, some of them give you some mechanical thing, good things you can do in the game. The exotic traits go a little bit crazier with what you can do. Elemental Shield, you get plus two to an effective ability for saves versus a specific element. Blood Drinker, regain an essence point per three damage inflicted by your own hand. So the ex exotic traits give you all kinds of interesting different abilities and powers to kind of make your character unique. Now, we're not going with classes. It's not a dungeon crawl, your typical D&D, &D, the way this is laid out. It seems like you were bringing up something very, very different. It, it, uh, one thing I like about this is uh, it, it's a very unique game. I, I probably should have noted earlier on who, who has written this game. It's EA, I believe it's pronounced... Tyshera Bison. And uh, 
I appreciate this because it is so different from what we see and it's very imaginative. And I'm fascinated by the world and the setting in this zine specifically. So the character stuff and the character advancement is interesting. It gives you things for very, um, very unique characters that are going to be different than what you're used to from other places. I will say that this, I'm not going to say the system's like Black Hack, but it's similar ish and you're rolling under your attributes with the 20 that uses the the element of advantage and disadvantage, often being able to roll two 20s uh, and pick the better. And so rolling low in this is, is advantageous. It gives you your antagonists and NPCs on page 10. What's interesting is they just kind of give you minor, average, major, and legend. So it kind of gives you the lump sum of what you need stat-wise for an antagonist or an NPC. It also gives certain abilities that are NPC or baddie specific. Invulnerability is one. The first one that pops up. Two specific element, substance, or type of damage. Teleportation. All kinds of interesting things to add to your villains and or monsters. The tiny bestiary, uh, what it doesn't give you is a bunch of stats as much as it gives you the ideas uh, uh, behind the creatures. And this really kind of where it starts fleshing out the interesting world a little bit. Star jelly, a glimmering mass of soft fluid stuff, transparent as air. And a wash in a whirl of glowing motes, drifting on the wind, crawling the earth, rippling through the waters, all things fodder for its numbing touch. And it gives you some really creative out there creatures that fit this unique setting. I haven't even got into that unique setting too much yet, but we will here. <laughs> Peacockatrice. Behold this exquisite tear of emerald scales and sapphire bronze plumage. But not too closely, its scintillating tail fan mesmerizes its fanged bite steals the breath now i'm gonna it gives you a few different spells spells for combat and it gives you a magic session on creating spells learning magic utility spells and and those are different than what i usually get with my dnd i'm not going to go too far into those because i want to spend some time in looking at and talking about the setting of this game it goes through equipment and wealth starting equipment and then sample items you have, and then weapon types. Uh, it, it's pretty thorough. Uh, it's not the most rules-heavy uh, game. It's definitely one of those things where the DM is going to probably be making a lot of calls. So your GM or DM is going to probably have to make a lot of judgment calls. Now, the second half of this book is the Gazetteer to the Edge of the World. And what's interesting is it, when you get on page, what page was that? Page 28 and 29, there's a large, uh, there's a larger map of the area or a small portion of the edge, the edge, the edge of the world. So this is the focus of the setting seems to be on the edge of the world. Will you always with that blade? I could use no other. It has claimed your blood once before. Better my blood than your heart. Make this the last, then. The world is endless and endlessly renewed. Some say that the world is also endlessly eroded away by the same primordial chaos that carries new creation to the world's edge. 
but the enduring places like Pavur, the ancient crystal and dark forest, may put the lie to that, perhaps. So what we see is that there is like, the map shows kind of the edge of the world. And, and what we have is primordia. Everything and everything and nothing, absolute potential in a fluid, sometimes tangible and sometimes not. Substance that is not a substance, which is not the most helpful description in the world. But how does one describe something that could be or produce anything? So primordia, this, this stuff at the edge, the edge of the world has this primordial goo that's constantly creating worlds and pockets of worlds and consuming them and some of them live to be forever they have i think they call it new lands is, is what it's called i might get to that part I'll, I'll hopefully it'll stick out to me again oh new land a common if not universally accepted term for a stretch of terrain or even a structure freshly added from the edge to the edge from the primordial chaos whether on the mainland or as an island so the map itself shows kind of the, the islands around the edge of the uh, edge of the continent. And apparently this primordial stuff is creating and churning and, and constantly going. And some of these islands stay for a while. And what they do in this zine or is there's a uh, they start getting into specific places on the edge. Oh, new places, old places, and things like that. And I think it's interesting. There's different flavors to the different parts of the world that are getting created, spontaneously generated from the primordia on the edge of the world. These are places you can adventure. It sounds like as if perhaps entire cities are like born or grown out of it almost. And definitely forests and, and regions like that. And they go into them and the difference of the different regions and how they how they differ and the uniqueness of them. I like this. I like this little world. They got these things called sisters, or like pockets of, of world that are barely being birthed, these cysts, and they haven't quite made it there. And people live in some places are desolate and death-like and different, different regions have been birthed and born differently. And some of them border each other and some of them exist in little islands. And it, like you get a lot of different flesh out, a lot of that. Um, there are different things like uh, it's almost like a planar campaign where you get different traits in different regions. Always, if you're running a different planar campaign, according to the AD and D planar book, you have different magic works, different ways, and different abilities, and different things, and depending on the realm you're in. But the various, we'll say, little like worldlings landlings and different regions that you pop up on have different and they have specific ones they have different ones specific to different ones that are given in the book i get the impression you're kind of encouraged to be creating new ones to add to this as well as you're exploring them and then some of them have spells that are specific to that region uh specifically now I liked, it goes on about the wandering realms. There are wandering realms, little islands and places that, that float around out in that primordial sea that could be there tomorrow or not. They could be swallowed up by it. Uh, and it gives you a land of waist high, rosy grasses and rambling paths, golden bamboo trickling, blood red ambrosia swaying overhead. 
in the omnipresent breeze and deep below the ground swelling with gathering waters. Tajinth, J-A-C-I-N-T-H, T-A hyphen J-A-C-I-N-T-H. City of a thousand domes of glass faucets, buttery marble and bone white wood, surrounded by fields of millet and bright melons and beans green as jade until night falls and the blood orange moon raises black shadows from bone fields outside the city walls. And talk about the bone fields in a few places. There's one area that's kind of like littered with it, full of all kinds of death and stuff like that. When you get to the end, there's stuff to help flash out the character. There's character tables, and they have things like features, build, hair, attire. And it's a D12 tables. There's some pretty good, there's some pretty cool, interesting stuff, similar to how like Nave and stuff like that does when you're rolling up a character. You have these options to kind of feel it out. Uh, personality, so they have dis your disposition, a D12 table for your disposition, and then virtue and vice. So uh, generous, humble, forgiving, honorable are some of the virtues. Vicious, miserly, deceitful, slothful, slovenly are some of the vices you get. Distinguishing marks, unusual traits, and favors and debts. You, that's a, those are the yeah those are them. There's an odd trait one and an odd trait two. Glyph shaped birthmark. Third eye stone, tailed. Odd trait two. A few of those are bio bioluminescence. Ooh, you can shine. Webbed digits. Odd colored blood. Crystal teeth. Leafy, flowery hair. And distinguishing marks, things like one-eyed, albinism, pictorial tattoos, calligraphy, calligraphy tattoos, beaded hair, piercings, etc. So it kind of gives you some more flavor and depth of those characters. What do you owe? Then there's a debt table saying what you owe. An oath of loyalty, a life boon, recovering a bauble, carrying a message, season's labor. And then who you owe it to. Antlered hedge mage who lives outside your home village. Witch wolf that gave you shelter. And all these little places popping up. It's, I, I, I would say that maybe Troika-ish might be a way to go. But I feel that that's dismissive. And perhaps not sufficient to explain the kind of the feeling and, and, and the vibe that I get off of this zine specifically in the setting. I appreciate it. And I might be tearing some of the stuff out of it for my game in my interplanar game. I love the idea of the primordial ooze at the edge of the world. I might be using some of that. It's about all I have for today. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please give a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find us on Facebook. Just search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at LogarHaleCrom. We're on Patreon. We could really use the support. Patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling.